The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, guys? It's Harrison Phillips here, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on the Circle the Wagons podcast on Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills, baby. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. He is a sports anchor for Wham 13 News here in Rochester and is the host of Buffalo Plus, a Buffalo Bills podcast with Mike Catalana and Jenna Cottrell. He's one of the best followers on Twitter and training camp <laughs> and during the regular season. And I'd like to welcome Dan Fates to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Dan, it is so good to talk to you. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. No, I appreciate you doing this. I had the other two thirds of Buffalo Plus on <laughs> in the off season. It's just, it's just right that I finally get, get you on, you know? <laughs> Save the best for last. I'd like to thank. <laughs> um, so first things first, uh, let's go right into the Packers Bills preseason, uh, game this past Saturday. You were there at Orchard Park. You were in the stadium. You were right there on the ground level. Um, this is the first time the stadium has had a real crowd since 2019, yeah. like a real crowd, not just like 6,000 yeah. people. Um, how was the experience being there in the midst of uh, Bill's Mafia? Yeah, I think there's a lot at times, I don't want to say pandering, but sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, Bill's fans are incredible, all, all these things. And, and they are, 100% are. Um, that was different, to be in a preseason game and to have to turn the volume on my camera down. Like that, it was, it was, I wasn't expecting that. And I've covered five or six, you know, preseasons in, in, in training, ca- you know, training camp games. Uh, that was special, uh, just to kind of have that sense, a little, you know, a little nerve wracking, uh, to admit that too. But just the fact of, you know, Jordan Love, you know, having to call a timeout, you know, or getting called for a delay of game in the second quarter, like, like the crowd was really into it. I talked to people at the first, uh, practice when they had 15,000 and people were just saying that the fact that they just wanted to be there. Um, and that, that, that was probably, probably the worst part about last season was the fact that, you know, with all the success the Bills had, you know, the, everybody had to stay away from the team. Um, and obviously, like you said, they got a taste of it with the, with the playoffs, but, but to get back there, it, it was a, it felt like a regular season game for the, for, in, in all intents and purposes. So that was, that was really cool. And again, Bills Mafia, I feel like sometimes maybe there's some hyperboles about it, but that, 
you know, this this Saturday, I can't believe it's it was a Saturday game, and we're doing this on Sunday. What was 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 real, uh, and, th- and that was what it was felt like, and it was it was special. That's good. That's good to hear. That's the way it felt, at least watching it from TV, from the TV where I was. Now, um, you know, the Bills won. Not that it matters. Uh, you know, they beat the Packers. The Packers didn't start a whole lot of uh, their starters. I don't know if they started any of them, to be quite honest. Um, right. What What were some of your biggest takeaways from this game? And and are there a lot that you, are there a lot of things that you can take away from this game? Well, I think the Packers sat thirty one of their players, so I think that was one of them. And obviously. Sean McDermott played his starters for most of the first half. Even the offensive line was in for a series into the uh, the second half. Look, I, I know, and Josh Allen said it best after the game. He's like, it's just a preseason. Like, we're not going to overreact. But while people want to say, like, well, it was just backups. and stuff like that, Yeah, I'd still rather have Josh and the offense look really good against backups than not look really good against backups. So I thought that was a positive sign. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they showed that they can do it a bunch of different ways. And, and that's what I really liked about last season was, Especially what Cole Beasley did, especially what Stephon Diggs did, and just the different different pieces that they had on offense where, not to necessarily say they can dink and dunk you, but that they can put together and sustain 12, 11, 13 play drives and to really keep this going and not banking on Josh having to throw a 40-yard pass. Um, so I, that was what I like to see because for years that's what we saw Tom Brady do to the Bills. I always called it death by a thousand paper cuts. Like he would just hit Edelman and then Amendola and then it was Welker and he would just – dink and dunk you and every third and two was converted like that is what this bill's offense has is starting to turn into and after the game micah hyde was asked about it and he's like it's demoralizing like when teams can constantly convert third downs it's demoralizing for a defense so i, I liked all of those pieces i liked the the, the throw to, to gabriel davis is obviously the highlight and, and just the growth that that this offense is picking up where it left off and this time last year at training camp, nobody was thinking about Josh having an MVP caliber season. We thought, hey, you hope he takes a step forward in, in year three. And then obviously he exploded in, in his third year. And where he's picked up in training camp is just exactly where it, where he left off. There, there was no setback. Josh has, has been looked every bit the part of an MVP caliber quarterback and somebody de- deserving of $258 million. Yeah, that's, you know, I want to ask you about Josh in a second, but you mentioned Gabriel Davis. Um, he had a great game this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. This is his second season. Now, when the Bills signed Emmanuel Sanders back in, you know, the offseason, you're thinking, mm-hmm. okay, they're just going to let, you know, Gabriel Davis, you know, just kind of learn from a veteran again. You know, McDermott doesn't like to shove these guys right in the lineup as soon as, unless he has to, right? Right. Um, but I mean, he looked good. He looked to the point where you might even consider sooner rather than later that he could be a wide receiver too. Usually, you know, wide receivers take about three years to really, you know, settle into the league and and learn the nuances. But I mean, he looked good on Saturday. Is that kind of the impression that you got with Stefan Diggs not playing that game? Yeah, it was, it was nice to see him step up in the offense. Like, like that's what Gabriel can really do is, is kind of not miss a beat. And that's what we've always heard about him from Brian Dable, from Sean McDermott, from Josh Allen, the fact that, like, he's a pro, that, like, he he plays beyond his years, that he can play the slot, he can play the X, he can play the Y, he can play all those positions and knows all the routes. Like, And and, and that's really impressive. To be honest, his camp hasn't been all that spectacular. Last year, he really had a camp that that stood out with what we got to see. Obviously, it was, you know, COVID and all that stuff. But you kind of got the sense from last year's camp, like, well, this this guy could really be something. This year, if Gabe didn't have his rookie season, I don't think we'd be as all as excited about him. And then obviously last, you know, yesterday he, he broke out and had his big game. But I, look, just like what you said, signing Emmanuel Sanders to a one-year deal told them something. 
that they weren't one hundred percent ready to give the you know the number two wide receiver spot to Davis, which is fine. That that's not a knock. It's just also something of maybe tempering expectations a little bit. I always look back at, at the running back situation. You know, Devin Singletary had a, had a, had a pretty solid rookie season. And then they still went and drafted Zach Moss in the third round. Like those are some of the things where people are like, well, yeah, obviously, but those are some telling signs. And, and because it's only a one year deal with Emmanuel Sanders and because he's, he's proven that he can fit in when Davis goes down or when Diggs goes down or when John Brown went down, he could fit in. But I, I, I respect the fact that they were rushing him, as you said, to get him back in there. And then obviously, you know, he, he you know, had his best game probably since the Colts game. Cause he didn't do much. Uh, in Baltimore or against the Chiefs, like the whole offense. But yeah, I, I was really impressed by that that play um, that Josh said they had never run before. And it was a 31-yard laser for a strike, maybe one of the best throws we've seen in Josh in some time, which says something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now on the defensive side of the ball, um, did you see anything that stood out to you? I mean, it, see, it appears that the defensive line is just taking another step this season. And we really haven't seen a lot, even from Jerry Hughes or Mario Addison, just with, yeah. you know, the younger guys. I mean, have you been impressed with that defense in particular, the def- the defensive line this, uh, this preseason? Yeah. Epinesa and Rousseau. I know you've probably seen like the tweets about, you know, all, all these guys have really stood out. It, it's just been, it seems like last year was a, was a redshirt season for AJ Epinesa. Obviously, you know, it's been documented. His body wasn't right. Obviously no mini camps, no OTAs. COVID, all of those things really kind of set him back. He looks the part of being, you know, what people thought last year was a steal in the second round when the Bills used, you know, he was the first player they drafted. Um, he looks different. He looks quicker than what we all thought he was. He had a, I, I mean, we all remember, he had a bad combine and that kind of dropped him on a lot of people's boards. But he's one of those guys that seems to play faster than what his combine numbers are. And he looks, because his body's right now and he's got the weight on, he looks quicker. And the other guy is Greg Rousseau because you see him and it, he's a mountain. He's, he's, he's a giant human being. And it's so funny because I got to sit down with him early in camp and I, you know, he, he's such a nice guy and like he's 20 years old and, and to kind of sit there and, and, and joke around and be like, Hey, you get tall jokes all the time. And he's like, yeah, I hear all, how's the weather up there? And yeah, it's funny and all this stuff. Like he's a kid. And then you get to see him. And I was almost afraid that he would be, I don't want to say, you know, Aaron Maven like like this, you know, not having the power to get in there. And we saw him against Penny Suell and like a bunch of guys go up against offensive NFL offensive linemen, like starters, and push them around was really been impressive to me. Uh to, to think that they may have really found something with Rousseau and really excited that that he could have the power, the speed, and the length to really cause havoc. Um and obviously we you know, yeah, Jerry's coming off a, a calf injury, uh at camp, uh, Mario Addison's looked good. Like th- those are the five guys that, I, that that I feel really comfortable with. You know, Oliver and Star returning, and then after that, Nate, it, it, it's really murky. Uh, there are a lot of guys. Obviously, um, Brandon Bean said on the TV broadcast how important of a player Justin Zimmer is to this team, and I agree. And then you don't know what the forecast is for Harrison Phillips. Boogie Basham has shown flashes, and where, where some you know where's FA Abada doing? Where's Vernon Butler, who's playing late into the fourth quarter in the final preseason game? Uh, that is the most, that's the one position that when Brandon Bean makes his cuts, you know, by Tuesday, that's the one position where I will be very interested to see who's there and who's not when it's all said and done. 
Now, I was just about to get into roster cups, or roster cuts, which we're recording this on a Sunday night. In a couple of yeah. days, we'll we'll actually know the answers to all these questions. But I mean, when you're looking at defensive tackle, I mean, does does Vernon Butler playing into the fourth quarter mean that you think he's kind of on the outside looking in? I mean, where do you where do you slot these guys? And is are there any surprise cuts that you could see from that defensive line? Yeah, Vernon Butler is the one, and I know he you know he took a pay reduction in the off season. Um, which is usually a sign like, hey, you take a little less money and you know, you'll know you be on the team. And the Bills would have to swallow some money. It, 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 it'd be a late cut. So like they would have to eat some money on Vernon Butler's contract. But they're so big on versatility. And we have seen that Justin Zimmer can play inside and outside. We have seen that F.A. Abada has played end and inside. And Boogie Basham is another guy that has talked about that he's been pro-ready to be able to play inside and outside. And Vernon Butler just, I haven't noticed him. And that is telling to me where I notice Justin Zimmer on every single play. And I notice F.A. Abada's size on every single play. And I, and I think Abada has more upside. I think we've kind of seen what Vernon Butler's ceiling is. And I don't think we've seen what F.A. Abada's ceiling could be. So a lot of those things make it seem like, you know, this isn't LaShawn McCoy getting cut. But I, I just think Vernon Butler ends up as the odd man out when all is said and done and Bean has to make decisions. And it won't be an easy cut. And Butler will latch on somewhere. He's a veteran. He's a pro. He will latch on somewhere else. But I just don't think he's the one. And that depends. That depends on what Harrison Phillips' injury is, too. Mm-hmm. We don't know what his knee injury is. It's Obviously, it's the same one that he injured a few years back when he tore his ACL. And that is also something that you know Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott had a lot of tough decisions this week. Brandon, or Sean McDermott said after the game that this is going to be an interesting week. That was his quote. It'll be an interesting week. And then said, cuts are always difficult. But because of the talent that they have on this roster, that Brandon Bean has done such a good job, this will be the toughest cuts because good football players, they will be sending out the door, and they've never had to do that. Yeah, this is unprecedented for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they, they've <laughs> done it. You know, they, they've uh, traded players near this yeah. de- this cut deadline, and that's kind of where I want to go with this next question because, you know, I put a poll up on Twitter, you know, how many trades do you think the Bills will have? Because based on that broadcast that you mentioned – we're thinking the Bills might be able to, instead of, you know, maybe cut a Daryl Johnson, maybe they could trade him for some sort of asset. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I guess is let's let's start there. I mean, you mentioned Vernon Butler. I mean, do you think he'll get traded? Are there any other posi- any other players maybe like a Daryl Johnson that that could get traded? Maybe maybe not for much, but still get something for him as opposed to just letting him go to waivers. Yeah, that's that's a really good question, and and that's tricky because I, I it's tough because I. I know like Daryl Johnson, I, I always look at Daryl Johnson and Taiwan Jones and, you know, even Jaquan Johnson are guys that have just made their money on special teams. And even a Tyler Medikavich are guys that Heath Farwell and Sean McDermott rave about and their importance. And they've been a pretty good special teams. You know, they, they had the number one returner last year in Andre Roberts on special teams. So like that, there is an importance. Daryl Johnson is really good on special teams. I've looked at it as he's kind of been locked in as a special teams guy and anything that he gives you out extra on the defensive side, is just kind of gravy. I'd be interested. I don't know who would necessarily be going out. I'd be interested to see if Bean makes a move to bring in a guy. Mm-hmm. If he brings in a veteran corner. If he brings in a veteran tackle. Because we don't know where Spencer Brown is and Tommy Doyle hasn't looked great. And we know Bobby Hart's not making this roster. So would they look for somebody to bring in to make a trade for? A, a, you know, a six-round pick, a conditional seventh, something like that. I, it's tough for me to say that none of these, you know, some of these guys that you're going, who would they trade? It's, it's, that's really tough because this is such a deep roster where good players are just going to be sent out the door because of that cliche of 
it's a numbers game, you know, Nate? As far as as far as that goes, um, you know, you're looking at the offensive tackle as a position. I mean, do you think we're set at guard, or do you think that the tackle and corner and maybe even tight end, I mean, are those the, the positions you're looking at when it comes down to a trade for the Buffalo Yeah, Bills? Yeah, I think, I think the versatility that Butker and Bates give you, as well as Cody Ford, you know, like a bunch of those pieces. Like, I think Butker played really well last year, earned a lot of respect. Um, and I think they're kind of set with that depth. Um, and it just, you know, they were missing three corners, uh, in the preseason finale. Dane Jackson wasn't in pads. Uh, Levi Wallace has been dealing with, with a couple of injuries in camp. So, uh, you know, it was always that would they go out and bring in a, you know, a veteran corner to, to be number two, like they did last year. Um, so I, I look at corner and tackle as the two positions where they could still use depth. They've proven that they have depth in at safety. They've proven they have depth at linebacker. Uh, those are just kind of the two. They have tons of depth at wide receiver. Um, and it's just kind of the question of, do you need an extra corner? Who's going to be ready and who's healthy? Look, this is a long injury list as of right now. There's 12 or 13 guys around the injury report. Um, and that is going to make decisions even tougher because, as Sean McDermott said yesterday, you're trusting what your medical staff is saying that, okay, this guy's going to be out a week or this guy's going to be out six weeks. Big difference in how you're constructing that roster when and when these cuts get made. And the other thing, too, Nate, is to think about, and Mike Catalana, who's been covering this team for three decades, explained to me last year, it's something I didn't know as much, what gets set at 53 on Tuesday is not what will be the 53 that will go into week one You know, about 10 days later. There will be a lot of moving around and shifting parts even after the rosters get set because that's when you try and sneak a guy past waivers into a practice squad and maybe go out and get somebody. So a lot of moving parts will happen here within the next 48 hours. So you're looking at this at this team going into the regular season, and you know they brought back a lot of starters. A lot of talent mm-hmm. is there. Josh Allen looks just as good as he ended last season. Is At this point, is the biggest challenge that the Bills have to face not even externally, it's internally as far as just injuries go? Yeah, it's probably injuries and COVID, right? <laughs> at this point. At this point. Uh, and, and we've already seen it, you know, you saw it happen in Minnesota. The Titans are dealing with COVID issues again. Um, the Bills had, you know, again, not even a positive, uh, not even a positive test amongst a player, but just post contact. Again, if that happens during this, you know, the regular season, again, this could happen to Cole Beasley or Gabriel Davis 12 times this year, and they could miss 10 games and never test positive. You saw the frustration when it finally hit Sean McDermott. I believe it was on Wednesday at his press conference where he admitted that. Like, jobs are at stake here. Livelihoods are at stake. Like, these coaches especially, like, wins and losses decide who gets jobs. Um, So, yeah, it's injuries. And the Bills were pretty fortunate last year for the most part. You know, John Brown was nicked up. Cole Beasley, you know, and Savon Diggs played through some things. But for the most part, Josh stayed healthy, which was huge. Um, They were able to have, you know, most of the defense, um, especially the back half. You know, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer have pretty much just been Ironmen back there since they've come to Buffalo. Yeah, it's injuries and COVID are, are, are the big concerns from preventing this team to make a Super Bowl run because this roster, this coaching staff, um, the players, th- this is built, this is a championship caliber team. There's no question about it. Now, I know it doesn't matter right now, but 
You mentioned on Buffalo Plus earlier in the week that you didn't want Josh to play any snaps in the third preseason <laughs> game. Like after, I mean, it's it's all water under the bridge. Luckily, he didn't get injured or yeah. anything like that. Have you changed your mind after seeing him do so well uh, on Saturday, or or are you still team? Don't bother. Don't start the guys unless you absolutely have to. Yeah, I have completely flip flopped. I think three times because I was originally team let Josh play. And then when Dion, I didn't know what Dion's health status was coming back from COVID that hospitalized him. And then after seeing what Spencer Brown was doing, I was like, hey, we, you don't need your $258 million guy getting clotheslined because of a rookie missed a block in August. And I was like, that's it. Bubble wrap and we're good. And then he played the first series and I was like, all right, that was good. Now you're done with him. And then Sean put him out there on the two-yard line and they went another series. And I was like, all right. You punt it away, you're good. And then he came out again. Like, it was a roller coaster. And again, Josh scrambled. Josh did get sacked once. Uh, I think that was big for him. It had been over about 200 days since Josh had faced an opposing defense. And, and especially that throw to Gabriel Davis, he said, was so important was because they had never done that play. And he said, like, we try and simulate so many things at practice, whether it's situations or two-minute drills or, you know, all of these things. And he's like, you can't simulate that. So I, looking back on it now, it's a lot easier saying that Josh Allen gets out of this game completely healthy. Uh, the only real injury was, I think, his cleats were melting. Uh, I tweeted that out today. I, I, it was so hot on the field date that at one point Josh limped off to the sideline at the end of the first quarter, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Like he got stepped on. Something's wrong. And then the trainers had to hose – they sprayed his cleats down with water. And I guess from other people that have been tweeting at me that are from, like, Texas and other places, they say that's a pretty common occurrence that your cleats can melt. Wow. So uh, if that was the only injury that Josh Allen suffered uh, were some burnt toes, uh, I think it's all fair. It's all good. Josh looks great. Uh, and we're ready for uh, ready for the regular season. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's funny. I saw your video on Twitter where you showed the surface of, you know, Highmark Ooh. Stadium, the field that that looked that looked that looked like it was out of a movie, you know, where they shoot the scene where it's like on the pavement yeah. of some road and all you can see is just, you know, the heat emulate, you know, yeah. just coming coming off the off the concrete. I, uh, you know, I, I when I had Jenna Cottrell on um, a few months ago, we talked about uh, something that, you know, some people that follow her career have, have seen and some maybe that haven't is that, you know, she overcame um, cancer at a very young age. Um, yeah. There's there's something that you've been very social about um, and you've dealt with some adversity within your family. Um, you know, you're fortunate enough to to have a have a baby girl this past year. And uh, but it didn't come without um, yeah. some adversity, like I just said, um, you know. Can you tell us about the story of Shane and, and what she's what she's gone through and how she's doing now? Yeah, it's uh, great. Um, yeah, I became a daughter, uh, father about him a girl dad about just over a year ago. We just had my daughter's first birthday at the end of July. Um, and Shane was born with a club foot. And um, when the doctor said, do you want to see your baby? And I went over there. Uh, my wife, it was a C-section. So my wife was laying on the table and I got to go over there and I was like, oh my gosh, she's beautiful. And then I pointed down at her foot and said like, what's that? And the doctors were like, yeah, she has a club foot. You didn't know that. And I was like, no idea. Um, so like, obviously we got all the ultrasounds and all the scans. Um, it never showed up. So I get to go back to my wife and tell her that our daughter is healthy and beautiful and looks just like her and that her left foot makes a right-handed turn. And it was scary. Um, and it was something that you don't expect. I think that's part of life. I, you know, Jenna Cottrell and I have been working together 
she hired me. Long story short, she hired me for my first job in Elmira. She's been my boss since 2015. Uh, so we've been very close ever since then. I'm very lucky to work with, uh, w- with one of my best friends, uh, in life and to see her journey. And it was, it was, a. Uh, a tough thing to, to handle something that you didn't expect. You're very excited to be become a father and have a family and have a healthy baby girl. And also to be like, Hey, I want my daughter to walk and ride a bike and, you know, make friends and run and play soccer and all those things. And at that moment, as a new parent, 27 years old, you're like, is any of this stuff going to be happening? Um, and so the process, uh, a, a club foot, uh, is pretty much, like I said, imagine your, your foot makes a, a right handed, turn a 90 degree turn at the ankle um and so it happens in one out of every 1000 kids born in the united states um very common birth defect very curable um we had trouble with our doctor here in rochester uh her foot got worse through a surgery and it spiraled to where they pretty much cast shane's foot uh once a week to cast her when she was about starting at like five weeks old they started casting her she had these big casts on her leg to you know kind of bend the foot back Obviously, a child's bones are very soft, and it wasn't any supposed to be any painful to her. Um, the cast would keep slipping off. Her doctors called her Houdini because they didn't understand how she could be slipping out of these casts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we ended up finding a doctor in New York City that was you know, pretty much world-renowned uh, for his work with club feet. And we have seen him, and Dr. David Schur at the Hospital of Special Services um, has been a lifesaver uh, for us. We have driven to New York City and back. 18 times Shane has been in over 30 casts and she's had two surgeries and she is now crawling around like a mad woman and happy as can be. Uh, we, you know, I've talked to a bunch of people that have actually had club feet. Uh, you just never knew it. Uh, because by the time that most people, you know, make friends and all that stuff, it's not noticeable. Um, Troy Aikman had a club foot, uh, Mia Hamm soccer player had club feet. Michelle Kwan, the Olympic figure skater had club feet. Uh, and nobody really knew, knew, knew about it. And the, the one that hit really close home to me this year was Michael Hauser, the goalie for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. He was a journeyman, and the story ends up that he had pretty much had 13 surgeries to correct his club feet. And I got to talk to him midway through my daughter, you know, his journey. Um, and it was the most emotional I've ever been, you know, talking to somebody. I got to talk to him. I immediately just started crying. I was like, you have no idea the inspiration you are in the Fates household. And he started laughing. He's like, I don't remember any of it. And I got to talk to his mom and she explained it to me and you know, just kind of the journey that he's been on. But um, yeah, Shane is, uh, Shane's doing well. Our doctors are very happy. Uh, she's in braces now for about 14 hours a day. But other than that, she wears them to bed. She does not care at all. Um, we are very lucky to have a healthy baby that is uh, coming through this club foot journey. So I appreciate getting the opportunity uh, to talk about it. And uh, it's been really cool. I appreciate you sharing that, Dan, um, and being so vocal about that. I know that there's people out there, people in Bill's Mafia, you know, out there that have struggles each day that uh, yeah. that you don't you don't necessarily see. And this is one of those things where it's it just keeps becoming more and more positive. So I've been very fortunate to to watch it yeah. and follow it. So and that, th- yeah, and that's the thing too. And that's one of the things I think we struggled with as as new parents. You want to take pictures of your daughter, and we struggled in the beginning taking pictures of her. And which ones to post because she had a, a, a strange foot. It was, you know, a little bit hard to look at. And when she was in cast, we didn't know how to take pictures. And once we got to the point where it was like, well, it's, it's her foot. We call it her special foot, uh, her funky foot. And that's, that's just how we kind of go about it. Um, and so it, it was, 
you know, I appreciate you kind of saying that because it, it was difficult at times. You know, you, you always imagine what, what it'll be like to be a parent. And sometimes it's a little different than what you expect, but it's still an awesome, awesome journey. Um, I'm very tired. Uh, as you, you know, she's about four, 13 months old now. And uh, it's parents are superheroes. And so are kids. Uh, it, there's just a lot less sleep, Nate. Just a lot <laughs> less sleep and a lot more worry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it, and from what I, uh, asked from my parents who are now in their seventies, apparently <laughs> that, that worry does not end as soon as, yeah. <laughs> as soon as they're out of the house and, you know, go do whatever, go to work or go to college. It, it continues on for the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, so we have that to look forward to. So, um, appreciate, you know, you obviously coming on and sharing your story, um, and, you know, giving me your insight in the bills. Uh, Buffalo plus is one of the coolest, uh, podcasts out there. Um, you guys do YouTube, you guys obviously do, you know, the podcast realm and apple podcast spotify uh, you had a really cool yeah. interview with warren sharp recently um where can people find your information where can they find your your podcast your your videos your clips everything that you mike and uh, jenna do yeah the big thing is that is the youtube channel so everything we pretty much put out full press conferences our podcasts uh you know practice recaps um anything that's kind of going on are kind of more of our opinions more of our takes are on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. We appreciate all that stuff. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Dan Fates. Um, and yeah, it's just at buffaloplus.com as well. Uh, just trying to get, you know, the, the day of, of how to get your information and news out there uh, is no longer on the regular 6, 10, and 11 o'clock news. So we're, we're trying to update it as much as possible. Um, and, and tons of good stuff in the works. And I appreciate it. The Warren Sharp thing was cool. I always say that he's one of the smartest guys. Um, in around the game of football and if you want to you want to sound smart uh listen to what he has to say and he was it was a cool interview with him too yeah you know what stinks is you know you're on the news and you probably only get like a two or three minute hit at most (laughs) to talk about the bills buffalo plus gives you the ability and and even coming on like our podcast just the ability to actually just give a full (laughs) you know a full thought and you know as opposed to just you know snippets of of what you're trying to say just the headlines right um absolutely um, so, uh, I'm in the Rochester area. I love talking to you guys in the Rochester area because I don't think the Rochester media gets enough credit for when mm-hmm. it comes to, uh, covering the bills. Um, if you guys are ever around, if there's ever another training camp again in Rochester, I'll buy Hopefully, you fingers crossed. I know fingers crossed. I'll buy you guys all a beer over somewhere in Fairport. Um, do you think it'll actually come, uh, come back here? Like even if things clear up or do you think this is, I do. Do you? I do. Um, everything that we've heard um, from training camp sponsor Connors and Ferris, from a, a, a bunch of you know Kim Pagula's outreach here, and, you know, and her ties to the Rochester area, and just the fact that you know, again, I, I really do believe that when Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean like to get away, um, th- th- that is something that they have th- that has worked for them. Other teams, again, go away. Uh, the Chiefs went away even this year. Like it's not that foreign. Now, will it be? The typical four weeks, like it's been before, Nate, probably not. But I, I think there will be something where uh, two weeks here, two weeks in Buffalo, uh, maybe a joint practice in there. But but I really do believe that the Bills will come back to Fisher um, once COVID gets under control and, and we go back there. So again, hold out hope, you know, Bills Mafia in Rochester, because I, I really do, uh, gun to my head, believe that they will be back in Rochester for training camp. That's great. Well, you know, appreciate your time again. And uh, Dan, thanks for talking Bills with us. Absolutely. Look forward to coming back on another time during the season. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. 
But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. Nope. Five to one. Nope. Ten to one. You're on. Thanks so much to Dan Fates of Wham 13 News and the Buffalo Plus Podcast for talking bills with us. Um, got some really cool announcements to make for this podcast and the podcast network in general. Um, first thing is first, I made a couple of appearances on uh, two different podcasts. The first one was Ending the Drought. Uh, talked with the guys over there about uh, Buffalo Bills a couple of weeks ago. That was a fun conversation. Check them out if you haven't already. Um, the next one was uh, something I just did this past week after we recorded our podcast was with the Wandering Buffalo. Now, Wandering Buffalo was kind of a cool uh, discussion because we talked for over an hour and a half about anything and everything bills as it related to the season, the preseason games. Uh, it was a fun conversation. It was really cool because, uh, talked with Justin there, super knowledgeable guy. And then Andrew also, which has been, uh, who has been a, a listener of the podcast for, for maybe almost since the beginning. And, uh, it was really cool just talking with him. He was, he was so nice and, uh, and hospitable and, uh, very gracious to have us on. He mentioned at one point, uh, the fact that um, he started a podcast and we were one of his favorite podcasts to begin with, which, you know, we it's it's amazing to hear. I'm not really good at taking compliments very well at all. I don't know if you guys are out there are like this. Um, not that we get a ton of compliments, but it's not like, um, you know, you take it that well. You just know exactly what to say in those situations. But he was super cool. Um, said we were one of the reasons why he started a podcast, which is nice, which is funny. I always love hearing that. And I've only heard it a few times. But at the same time, I'm always thinking when people say that. Uh, they look at circling the wagons. They're like, "Oh well, geez, if these idiots can do it, <laughs> anyone can do it, right?" Um, but it was super cool talking with them. I would check out both "Ending the Drought" and the "Wandering Buffalo" podcast. First announcement for the podcast is the Pick'em League. Now, I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. You absolutely want to get into the Pick'em League that we have over at CBS Sports. Um, it is a uh, a pick'em that has the Vegas spreads attached to them each week, which I thought was a cool little twist as opposed to the general or generic uh, pick'em where you just pick the winner of the two teams. Now you have the nuance of betting against Vegas, what Vegas thinks is going to happen during the game. So that's always kind of cool. Uh, the, one of the best parts about it is it goes to charity. It goes to um, the Cancer Society of Western New York, or I'm sorry, Upstate New York. Um, and the link for... The league is in the show notes. It's on buffalorumblings.com in uh, the podcast show notes for Circling the Wagons and all, and all podcasts, to be honest. Uh, we all are part of it and we're all doing it. And 
I was talking with Anthony, who's put, helping me put this all together. And we have four different prizes, okay? Uh, we have a Thurman Thomas signed jersey. We have a Zach Moss signed jersey. And we have a Harrison Phillips signed jersey. And an 8x10 John Feliciano signed picture. And Anthony says to me this week, he's like, hey, you know, let's, we have, we have 30, 40 people in this league already. Let's, let's, show some appreciation to the people that have already signed up before the season that, that aren't doing it at the last minute. So this time next week, we are going to an, announce a winner from the people who have already signed up to win that eight by 10 John Feliciano signed picture. Now uh, you don't even have to make any picks in order to win something. I think that this is such a cool league. It's, it's such a good way to connect with other people that are either listening to the rumblings uh, network on the podcast network or watching them on YouTube or also, you know, if you're reading all the site work on buffalorumblings.com. So if you're wondering when you get into that Pick'em League, how do you enter? You enter through the CBS Sports website there, but you also have to make a $5 or more donation to the Cancer Society there. And the link for that is in the uh, the message. The uh, I think it's message from the, uh, the league owner or the league, whatever, manager. So it's in that. So um, uh, one of the things I forget to mention, I always forget to mention this, this major prize is that you get to come on circling the wagons podcast. If you win this league and you get to give us your take on the Buffalo bills, this will be after the season's done. Obviously, um, we'll do a recap of that and then you'll come on, give us your thoughts. Maybe we'll do a fun little, uh, you know, during the recaps uh, in the season, we do, you know, who's on the, your wall of fame for today's game, who's on your wall of shame for today's game. Maybe we'll just do a wall of fame and wall of shame for the entire season at that point. So you can be a part of that. You can give us your insight. And who knows? I mean, apparently, you know, I'm inspiring all these other people to start their own podcast. Maybe you'll just see how easy this is and start your own podcast after winning the Pick'em League. So no, um, Definitely appreciate everyone that stepped up and joined the league, but there's plenty of spots left and uh, get in before the season's gone, before the season starts. And this is a perfect way to actually win something before the season starts. So, uh, the next thing is, uh, one of the reasons we're able to give away these jerseys and this Bills memorabilia, which we'll be also doing during the season is our sponsorship with the Del Lago Resort and Casino. Uh, people over there at, um, you know, specifically the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago uh, have been so nice to us, have been so generous. Um, they've helped us give away things on the podcast before. When we uh, interviewed Bruce Smith a couple of years ago, that was at the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. If you're in Waterloo, if you're in the area and you want to make the trip up, I'd highly recommend it. Like I said in the podcast last week, I've been to Vegas. I've made bets in Vegas. When I first went to Delago at the Delago uh, Resort and Casino, they they uh, asked us to come out there and check it out. And, you know, uh, and we we're like, oh, well, you know, this would be interesting. I've never really been to a New York uh, casino where you could bet. And it was everything that I thought it would be and more. Uh, it was super cool. Uh, the setup that they have is amazing with all the games on going on at once. I mean, you're watching the Bills game, but I mean, you're you're watching every other game that's going on at one o'clock too. It is a fun time. The food there is amazing. Um, highly recommend it for all you guys out there that might uh, might be in the area. And I think hopefully, you know, uh, fingers crossed, if things are going well, we'll be making a trip out there sometime this season, like we did uh, a couple of times 
two seasons ago. And uh, and if you're out there, we, you know, we'll announce it. We'll uh, we'll buy you a drink. Um, it'll be a cool time to connect with people that are listening to the podcast and just you know, Bills fans in general. It's always good to talk Bills fans. I always enjoy those conversations uh, with fans, with friends, with family, with coworkers. I mean, those are some of my favorite conversations. Um, so I want to thank the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago for all of that. We also have our T Public store. So if you go to tpublic.com slash stores slash CTW pod, now the T Public is like T-E-E, tpublic.com slash stores slash CTW pod. We are announcing here on the podcast first before anywhere else that we have three new designs coming out for t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, sweatshirts, long sleeve, long sleeve t-shirts, coffee mugs, whatever you want. We have three new designs coming out, okay? So the first one I'll describe is called is I mean I'm sure you've heard of Bitcoin, Dogecoin or whatever. Um this one's called Josh Coin, all right? So if if Josh Coin existed in the Bitcoin realm and cryptocurrency, you know, 3 or 4 years ago, it would have started off at like 1 cent, you know, a share or whatever it is. I don't understand cryptocurrency, so don't ex- expect me to explain any of this well, but um I know it's like the idea is that obviously the more the people invest in it, the higher it goes. Um, Josh Allen, if you invested in him at the very beginning, if you're anyone with Brandon Bean, you were probably buying at one cent a share. And now, you know, now that he got his big contract, he was runner up for the MVP this past season. I mean, you would have been making, you would be retired right now if you could have invested in Josh Coin in 2017 or 2018, rather. Uh, you would be a millionaire. You'd be wondering, why did I work for all those years that I worked? I could have just uh, invested in Josh Coin. So we have it, Josh Coin to the moon, because that's where he's taking us. Hopefully the moon equals the Super Bowl. But anyway, in, in cryptocurrency t- terms, that's that's something that everyone always says. And I always see on uh, Twitter, to the moon. So the next one is something uh, that is from a famous sign back in the 90s when the Bills kept going to the Super Bowls. It's uh, We're Back America, Deal With It, That Design is also going to be up on our T Public store. And then we also have, this is one of my favorite designs that we've ever done. Um, and our amazing graphic designer, Nick, uh, helped concoct was uh, a Bill's Groot design. Now, obviously, you know which player this is supposed to be like. It's Greg Russo, the Bill's rookie defensive end, who looks amazing. And uh, we kind of put a few different images together. It's uh, it's Groot, but it's Greg Rousseau, and it's kind of a cool take on that. And, uh, you know, we mentioned uh, over Twitter that the first time that Greg Rousseau sacks Ben Roethlisberger at, uh, at Highmark Stadium, you're going to hear the, the crowd yell Groot, right? Just like the crowds back in the day always used to yell Bruce for when Bruce Smith had a sack. So really excited about that. I think you guys are really going to like it. Um, we have more designs coming out. Uh, Nick's just doing a bang-up job. And uh, again, that uh, that site is tpublic.com slash stores slash ctwpod, like circling the wagons pod. And all of those designs I just mentioned are 35% off, which means $13 t-shirts. Okay, so check those all out again. A shout-out to our listener, Matt, by the way. And I forgot to do this last week, but a couple of weeks ago, he bought like over $150 worth of Bills merch for him and his family. He lives in Orlando, and he messaged me. He says, I'm going to the Jags game. I'm also going to the Titans game in Nashville on Monday Night Football uh, with his wife, I believe, uh, which, dude, coolest wife ever, right? I mean, besides my wife, like coolest wife ever, like going Monday Night Football with her husband to, to watch their favorite team when I believe he lives in Florida, not 100% sure. Uh, but that's so cool that he did it. Thank you for Matt for supporting the podcast, supporting our T Public site. 
and also for uh, joining the CBS Sports dot com pick'em league uh for buffalo rumblings and uh if anything else man it just goes to show you you need to be doing this everyone else is doing it you want to be part of the the group you want to be part of you know the hosts of all these podcasts uh that in the buffalo rumblings podcast network you want to go up against us you want to prove how much better you are than us that picking games well now's your chance you just have to donate five dollars or more or whatever you can spare to the cancer society um there so um by the way if you hear noise in the background it's my uh lovely amazing wife um, cleaning out some of our the things in our uh, basement. Um, I mean, studio. The things in our studio. Our studio is packed with stuff, right? It's packed with all these boxes that we left over for when we moved into this studio, <laughs> you know. And we're looking to, you know, just kind of organize our studio and stuff like that. So she's uh, appreciate her doing that. She's amazing, even allowing me to do this. Um, so uh, and also our Foco site. If you haven't checked out our Foco site, it's it's going to be in the show notes. Uh, it's one of these cool sites where you can get all this different unique bills gear um i mean they have bills uh swimsuits right now for men and women that you have to buy right now before they go out of stock and a lot of these items like these bobbleheads like the josh allen bobblehead that they have out there they go out of stock and they might not come in for months so make sure you grab that if you use the promo code ctw august 10 that's ctw august 10 in the promo code you'll get 10 percent off anything you order um, and the link for Foco, because it's such a long link, I'm just going to put it in the show notes for the podcast, which you can click on in Apple Podcasts, which you can click on in the buffalorumblings.com site. So check that out there. Um, oh, I, I, there's another giveaway. I just, just giving stuff away, right? <laughs> the Micah, there's a Micah Hyde 8x10 signed picture that's a giveaway we're doing on Twitter. With the good folks over at TSE Buffalo, they're like, hey, do you want to give this away? Absolutely. You just have to follow TSE Buffalo. You have to follow CTW Pod. You have to retweet the tweet, and you're going to be one of like two or 300 people that's going to be in for that uh, that prize. And there's a good – I mean, we've given away so many things. I want to thank the people over at TSE Buffalo for partnering with us. They're the official uh, merchandise or, or – uh, autograph memorabilia dealer for the Buffalo Bills. So that was really cool that they came to us. Um, Thanks again for Dan Fates for coming on and talking bills with us. I'm actually going to add this really cool blooper reel that he did <laughs> that he posted on social media. Hilarious. Super cool guy. Super fun, but definitely has a sense of humor. And we're also going to end with the Dom Brown Bills City Bills Anthem. Super cool. Thanks to Dom Brown for letting us play it. And so for me, Nate, go Bills. Enter the CBS Sports Pick'em League. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Buffalo, stand up. It's the mafia. <laughs> uh, it's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Yo. Uh, it's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Yo. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. Yeah. Ike McKenzie on a jet sweep, maybe it's a fake. Honestly, it's a TD either way. When you got Diggs and Bees and Gabe Davis, three-headed single Terry Moss Brader. Who gon' stop us? We the greatest. Forget Mahomes, forget Kelsey, forget Hill. Come and replay us, cause we ready. Sebastian like Boogie, yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody Four, we ready. Kick they buck up like Ike, yeah, we ready. Dawson Knox with a spike, are you ready? Season tickets, I'm hype up the team ready. Buffalo, this is our team forever.
forever. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill City. A Buffalo Bill City. It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Buffalo Bill City. Yeah. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Buffalo Bill City. Yeah. What? It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Buffalo Bill City. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Taryn Johnson with a pick six. It's just too easy. Don't pass it to Treyway. Please believe me, we got high right behind him and Poya free. Please don't run up the middle unless you want to meet a star. Greg Russo will show you what he's about. Trey Edmonds and Matt Milano can't get around him. Our team is grounded over here. Yeah. Sebastian like Boogie, yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody Ford. Ready, kick they bucket like Ike. Yeah, we ready. Dawson, that's what a spike. Are you ready? Season tickets, I'm hype up the team. Ready, Buffalo. This is our team forever. Forever. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill yeah. City. Yeah. 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 A Buffalo Bill City. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs> we got you covered on buffaloplus.com. Oh, f- Tech. Three, two. Telling the media today that he remembers that he was undrafted and playing with a chip on his shoulder because of it. Like so many other players here in Buffalo. Report. Tags.